So this is a campy home invasion horror tragedy, whatever the fuck. Yes. But what's an obscure genre that Keanu Reeves hasn't done that yet that you'd like? Ooh, um, has he done a, a 70s exploitation biopic? <laughs> Not intentionly. There was Bill and Ted's uh, <laughs> sexual, sexual adventures. <laughs> there was Bill and Ted's badass song, but um, <laughs> it uh, it didn't really come out the way it was intended. The Spike Lee joint, Lee with three E's. <laughs> yeah, it, it, to be fair, that was pretty good, but I'd like to see him give it another go, because I think if anyone <laughs> could do it, and if anyone could forgive him for what would ultimately be just a terrible, terrible thing. <laughs> a horrible waste of everybody's time and sensitive <laughs> and respect, yeah. And yet everyone um, would eventually forgive him. And when I say eventually, I mean <laughs> having left the cinema. Yeah, I think I think knowing that Keanu Reeves was in it, it's Versailles all over again. It's the Emancipation Proclamation. <laughs> You're suggesting that if anything, retribution for this film will be too punitive, leading to a greater, more ferocious Keanu Reeves later on down the line. I mean, one can only hope. Because <laughs> Bill and Ted Three is coming out soon. <laughs> Shit! Look for it now, everyone. The Third Reich of Bill and Ted. <laughs> It is always safer, in general. <laughs> Just say no, wank regret. That's my... <laughs> That's the cycle of life. That's the name of my autobiography. <laughs> it, apply- it does apply to everything, though. <laughs> Anything. Meet the queen. No. <laughs> wank um, regret. <laughs> yeah. Get a new pen. Yeah. Why? It's just going to run out again. Fucking pie dreams, mate. But I'll wank over that prospect of a new pen. <laughs> oh, think of all the things I could write. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't even have to dip it into the- my tears like I'm having to do in my current one. <laughs> I thought you said like I'm having to do with my cum and uh, Paul. You like <laughs> it, doing it wrong. inadvertently Man you created right. the the perfect poem. <laughs> it's one line. Well, there you go, Ginsburg. I'm Paul Ginsburg. <laughs> I'm like Major Laser. We are gearing up for our 150th episode and our three year anniversary. So what could be yeah. better for a weary couple of Pauls than some free fucking pizza? <laughs> yep. Don't touch it. <laughs> Don't touch that hot spicy pizza. It's <laughs> Eli Roth's Keanu Reeves knock knock. Who's there? Keanu Reeves. Oh, we're so sorry to bother you, sir, but my phone got wet and she left hers at her house. Oh, I'm sorry. If you want, you can come in and use my phone. Yeah. You're a lifesaver. Not everyone would let strangers into their houses. You don't look that dangerous. I'm not so sure. Could we maybe throw our clothes in your dryer just for like 10 minutes? Sure. How long have you and your wife been together? 14 years. Being with one person your whole life is going against nature. Well, when you love someone... Come on, Evan. Buckle your seatbelts. We may be encountering some turbulence. Guys, I have your clothes. They're pretty much dry. Surprise! Oh, stop, stop, stop. I can't do this. I'm married. Yes, you can. Look, who's there? Cheating Evan. Cheating Evan who? Cheating eventually gets you killed. Keanu Reeves here. I'm going to tell you a joke. Knock, knock. He's, he's there. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves here. You invited me here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the movie... that's, that's good. That's quite good. The movie was distributed in 2015 by Lion. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, fuck. That's all right. It's late where you are. <laughs> The movie was distributed in 2015 by Lionsgate Premiere, a wing of Lionsgate that specializes in direct-to-video releases and anything Lionsgate just doesn't want to put its name on, at least without a qualifier. Such as. <laughs> Such as <laughs> Eli Roth's Keanu Reeves fiasco. Uh, the film was produced by Keanu Reeves, a surprise only surpassed by the next credit, which is that it was also produced by Sandra Locke. 70s starlet and former Clint Eastwood lover. Oh. A little bit of snooping okay. reveals that she actually played one of the two seductresses in the original 1977 film Death Game. Ooh, of okay. which this is a remake, uh, which makes yeah. so much fucking sense when you realise this movie is a remake of something made in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> Donna and Jackson are every man's fantasy. Hug you and kiss you. One man's nightmare. When Donna and Jackson play, they go all the way. 
evening is a very special game, death game. The object is to stay alive. Just, I thought this was made in the 70s. I thought they figured out a way to go back and make it in a time that gave it context. <laughs> Fuck me, there was also an unofficial Spanish remake called Vicious and Nude. Aww. I wonder what the original Spanish title actually means. <laughs> And whether that's just a sort of... <laughs> no, uh, that's like the, exactly the... <laughs> it. The act of being aggressive and naked. The other seductress from that film, along with Sandra Locke, um, is also in this film playing that neighbour who gets told to fuck off. Really? You might have noticed her cleavage. Oh, brilliant. Maybe a subtle hint. recognise that cleavage anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a minute. I remember Clint Eastwood squeezing this. He wasn't even in it. I've conflated everything. <laughs> uh, the film was received by critics like a 45-minute ETA for an Uber. <laughs> Bullshit. Put up with that. I'm calling Mr. Uber. <laughs> Day Danny Uber. Is that fucking Sadiq? Can't keep saying Dave. <laughs> Is that fucking Sadiq Khan who's done this? <laughs> now I've got to have sex with these women. Uh, Chuck Bowen at Slant Magazine says mm. the satiric potential here. Satiric. I like that. I like that. As mm. Satiric nice. potential. But Eli Roth's sense of humor abandons him when his hero isn't able to get down with the get down. Paul, I'm not cool enough to get that review. The get is does the get down mean? Sexual intercourse, I with, think so. With a woman, not with a man. Yeah, but he, but he does get down with the get. Down. Yeah, maybe the film doesn't get down with the the filmic <laughs> equivalent of a get down. It gets up on it. Gets all up on that shit. And I do feel fucked by this film. Chuck Bowen feels. I I have been not seduced though. No. The opposite. Sarah Stewart of the New York Post says, "Knock knock is not without its campy pleasures. Mm. It's just so unpleasant whilst it's doling them out." Like a really spiteful dinner lady. <laughs> like, yeah, you get a bit, of, you, you get a bit of pud. Everyone likes that, but it's ugh, just the fucking attitude of her. She serves everyone of all races and, and creeds, but she doesn't have to go on about it. <laughs> You'll get served, but you won't be served well. <laughs> it's like if Eli Roth were the dinner lady. <laughs> oh no! But also the bear Jew from fucking Inglorious Bastards. So every third student will be clubbed to death. <laughs> German or not. But it's worth it for those sausages. Oh, fuck. The public, on the other hand, couldn't wait to get on those sausages. Mm. Moto Kaga at Amazon said, So I watched this Eli Roth-directed movie last night, and to my <laughs> surprise, I enjoyed it also. Although at first I found it hard to see Keanu Reeves try to come across as an intelligent and successful individual. Ouch. <laughs> All right. While still portraying the acting of that in Bill and Ted. Yeah, it's uncanny. <laughs> <laughs> He's totally just Bill and or Ted in this one. God, he doesn't even say why once in this movie. It's a transformation. God almighty, it's a, a bold new direction for him. Yeah. However, he brings a better and more realistic performance as the movie progresses, thankfully. Does oh, yeah. he? Does he? That's the definitely what I thought. <laughs> yeah, the longer it went on, the more I related to it. <laughs> Overall, it was a treat to see Roth attached to something that wasn't over the top with gore and effects and gave very sinister light to a subject which is all too real in modern society. <laughs> oh man, this happens to me twice a week. I mean, it's London, you just... <laughs> you just you just don't. You no, just, you just don't. Just... Um, also, did you say overall? <laughs> did I? I meant overall. Oh, uh, I thought maybe it was a typo, and I just really Deutschland, 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 overallless. Uh, the movie has 37% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 4.9 on IMDb. So, Paul, you ghetto asshole. And starfish! <laughs> What's one thing about Knock Knock that made you want to take a fucking bubble bath? Kainu is the best dad, actually, I think. He's a good dad. I, I wish, yeah, I wish my dad had said, dad. I'm building up the anticipation when it came to opening one of my presents. <laughs> um, it's, it's exactly Because like I'd that. have come. <laughs> Go and get cleaned up. <laughs> Stop breaking your toys. <laughs> I, w I will now. Lovely. Well, I'm glad you set the vibe for this film. Yeah. As a little boy wanks over his dad. Let's, uh... <laughs> I didn't say wanks, I just said came. <laughs> no build-up, just immediate, <laughs> like an ink defence. <laughs> son, I, son, what is the problem? You've got to stop talking, Dad. <laughs> From now on, I can't handle it. I'm like a fucking rocket. <laughs> fucking hell. Paul, I dread to ask, but what goes on? <laughs> knock, knock. Well, Eli Roth forgets that he's Eli Roth and spends five <laughs> minutes building up tension um, with an introduction yes. sweeping over uh, chili wood. Yes, yes, exactly. He didn't actually film this in Hollywood. Well, <laughs> I, I assume those must be establishing shots of Hollywood. Yeah. But then Stock every other shot. shot. Yeah, every other shot is um, fucking Chile. shot in Chile because apparently it's easier to shoot there. Yeah. Cheap as shit, probably. Just because, just because that's where you're more likely to bump into Keanu Reeves, I think. It's amazing. Find him on the waves. <laughs> well, it does. That does 
support the opening shot because we get a tracking shot of the home featuring several family portraits that it looks like Reeves has snuck into. <laughs> it does, and it, yeah. it does, almost, does generally feel like what Keanu Reeves does um, <laughs> with, with his with his grace and charisma. Uh-huh. But he's he's in this, and yeah, yeah, he's he's playing an intelligent man. How outrageous! Um, yeah, he's an architect uh, because yeah. this is a movie. Yeah, it's it's a movie. It's a movie. He's an actor, and um, he uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he's a good dad, and he's a good dad. Uh, oh, it's his... Father's Day. Yeah, and, his um, kids have gotten him a cake, and they sit there chanting cake as if they had a fucking gun trained on them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the white, you know, he has a good marriage. He has a good family. Well, he has a marriage. Successful. He has a marriage, but it is mentioned. I don't know if you picked up on it. It was quite subtle, but um, it <laughs> is mentioned that she hasn't boned him in three weeks. And yeah. once I heard that, I just thought, oh, well, he's justified in anything that goes on in the rest of this movie. Yeah, absolutely. She's not been doing her wifelies. Look, to be fair, that doesn't become a thing. And he says, I'm sorry, I don't want to start an argument. And then they, they, <laughs> they do reconcile before she goes. So he's quite good. It's fine. But we have established that he is sex starved. Oh, it's yeah. Ab- nearly a calendar month. <laughs> Three weeks. Therefore. <laughs> nearly, nearly a full moon has passed. Oh, yeah. um, and now he's just going to fuck the next thing he sees. Yeah. Ab- it's amazing he waits as long as the two attractive women who eventually show up. <laughs> It could have been Lewis. It's amazing he said no even once, let alone the 15 times that he did before he was eventually... (laughs) Well, speaking of Lewis, definitely going to be alive until the end Black Friend shows up. (laughs) Yep. And uh, he leaves leaves having loudly announced he'll be back later in the movie, so I can't wait for that and Mm -hmm. for him to be fine. Yeah, anyway, let's just check I've got my inhaler. Here it is. Can't live without this. (laughs) Um, Gotta have this. God forbid I wouldn't have that for any reason. (laughs) Bye, everyone. (laughs) See you, Lewis. Come here, dog. Lovely dog that I love. Hope nothing happens to you. (laughs) Oh, fuck. You're Keanu Reeves. This is a bad thing. (laughs) Keanu Reeves is doing some work. We get a second tracking shot through the house because it might be visually echoed later. I think it is. Reeves FaceTimes with his wife, which goes a lot better than when he was married to Molly Ringwald. (laughs) That really didn't go well. bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and now I think it's time for the plot to arrive. There's a ring at the door. There's a ring at the door. I think it's actually a knock. (laughs) But uh, it's two... In the film, knock, knock. In the film Ring Ring. They use the fucking doorbell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, we fucked it up at the end. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> so two soaking wet, barely dressed women show up at his door and he tries to fob them off with a single tissue, but it doesn't work, so he has to fuck them. <laughs> the end. <laughs> um, Keanu Reeves, like, day in the life. It's, it's, that that, it's black and white. Um, yeah, they he eventually lets them in and um, you know he offers yep. to... Well, he dries their clothes when they ask and he... It, tries to help her soaked phone and gives her yep. gives them his iPads because they do you know they, they they just want some help and he's a nice guy yeah. and the girls are chatting for a bit and reminding us that the movie was written by three middle-aged men oh my god I remember I fucked this model once and while we were having sex I caught him doing crunches in the mirror <laughs> it was the gayest thing ever I take somebody that's older and more experienced over an upper crumbie model any day yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely the uh, Gary Marshall effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just one of the girls mentions that humans are the only monogamous monogamous animals, and uh, prairie yeah. voles are like, oh. Yeah, and emperor also, penguins are like, you just better get the fuck out of here, mate. <laughs> also, gibbons, right owls, now. wolves, beavers, bald eagles, French angel fish, swans, a couple of others. Yeah, but and at this stage, nature, we can all agree that we'd have just kicked these girls the fuck out for these. <laughs> How dare they come in here with their poorly researched seduction <laughs> techniques? <laughs> But also, Good fuck man. nature. How many of them have yeah. an NHS? Just humans and leopards, weirdly. <coughs> Other than them, nothing else. <laughs> so fuck nature. Now, at this stage, I am just going to quote Wikipedia, which helpfully articulates the lack of ambiguity in this film. Okay. They start forcing themselves upon him. He gives in <laughs> and has a threesome with them. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, stop, stop. I can't do this. I'm married. Happily. Okay? Yes, you can. Hey, it's all a secret. Whoa, stop, stop. Here. I'm flattered, but really, I can't please get dressed. Yeah, you can. Just relax and enjoy it. You like this? Have you ever had two girls do this to you before? Happy Father's Day. Good stuff, Eli <laughs> Good stuff. And they do. Yeah. They have a they have a tumble around against some glass. Oh, they sure they sure do. Many many squishy parts of bodies are pressed up against the frosted glass of the bathroom. It must have been fun to shoot that. <laughs> <laughs> just... Oh, it's 
only it was less ridiculous in the Happy Time Murders, wasn't it? <laughs> Fuck that image is so much funnier than I found it <laughs> when I first saw it. The poor Uber guy who drove forty five minutes to get out to this fucking place just goes yeah. home. He's the real tragedy in all this. He never got that money back. <laughs> it's a hard Where's life his story? out there as an Uber driver, you know? Where's his threesome? Oh, God. As you'd expect, um, well, as you'd expect, as soon as the women have had their sex, they turn into vulgar maniacs who cause uh, a lot of mess and uh, expect you to spend time with them. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. God, it's awful. He chases them around a bit and threatens to call the police. It's another wacky Keanu day. Um... But they surprise him. It turns out they're both 15 and he's going to go to jail if he tells anyone. They are visibly 25. Yep, absolutely. Statutory rape, Evan. 20 years behind bars. And that's just for one of us. Really? So how could you be a flight attendant if you're only 15? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? What? They've got tattoos on their foreheads saying 25 years in jail. And now released. They've got they've got elderly younger siblings. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, Keanu has been tricked into statutory rape, as most men are actually. Yeah. These look, these laws exist to trap red blooded American men. Change <laughs> the system, Trump. <laughs> Can't be having this. Look, it, it may not be literal statutory rape, but uh, guys, I think we can all agree that every relationship is kind of like that, right? Am I 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 right? Right, <laughs> probably, probably, yeah. Probably. Uh, nice one, Dan- like Tommy a- Corbin. <laughs> yeah, there's like a day. Mm. I don't know what happens what in the passes? next day, but a day goes by, and then at some point they just come back and knock him out in time to a bit be- to a bed. Yeah, they could have like un- completely unnecessary. Didn't need to do the whole sort of okay, drive us home thing. Could have just knocked him out and tied him to a bed. That's it. Yeah, and then they show up again. Yeah, very yeah. weird. Anyway, Genesis hums creep. Oh, by the way, their names Genesis. are Genesis and Bell. Yeah. 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 One of them is Spanish. Pretty crazy. Fuck yeah. Genesis hums creepily to herself and puts on some makeup in a weird way because is this a comedy? I don't... Is is Eli Roth? Is Eli Roth? <laughs> Paul, is Eli Roth? Is Eli Roth? Because I don't know. <laughs> I don't think we can tell anymore, yeah. Eli. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Belle comes in wearing a schoolgirl outfit, peels off her panties and poses for some nice upskirt shots of her butt. What do you want me to feel here, Roth? Yeah. What mood are you going for with this? As we're looking at uh, this this shot of this supposedly 15-year-old girl. Paul, do you remember in Hard Candy when Ellen Page says, oh, you know, paedophilia is really bad, but, oh, I'm hot. <laughs> Look at my butt. Oh, I'm lovely. <laughs> I could tell, actually, why you wanted to fuck me. Can't you, audience? Ah. <laughs> uh... Jesus. Anyway, she starts talking about all the child abuse she's had, because is this a comedy? I love you, Daddy. I loved you ever since mommy brought you home. Remember that night when we were all alone and you snuck into my room? And I pretended to be asleep. But when you took off my clothes, I couldn't pretend any longer. We did things you and mommy never did. <laughs> Eli. Do you wrath? <laughs> Do you wrath? Have you roughed? Um, and then uh, the com- the pl- complete nadir of the film, um, Keanu Reeves is rated <laughs> 0 out of 5 on his Uber account. Um, oh driver. no! Shit, he's never going to get another lift and it's difficult enough in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. <laughs> Literal buttfuck nowhere because what happens next <laughs> is Belle writhes around on top of a fully panted Keanu Reeves and Genesis films yeah. it because yeah, this footage of him tied to a bed, gagged, visibly dressed and distressed is all the proof they're going to need that he's the one who assaulted them. Yeah. Fuck it. Fucking works, though. <laughs> Commentary on modern life. Eli, Eli Roth a genius. Turns out Eli Roth does actually Roth. <laughs> Hashtag him, too. Um, <laughs> well, they kill Lewis yeah, with well. an asthma attack. You killed him! You killed him! After which, Genesis lets out a witch-style cackle. <laughs> because this is a comedy? Eli Roth's? Um, oh, God. Yeah. Well, they play hide and seek because they smash up the place some more and find a gun, and they say, "Okay, rules oh, yeah. have changed. If you can hide until dawn, um, <laughs> we'll let you. We'll let you go." Oh, third act is nothing. Doesn't anything. Yeah, to it's do a with really the tense the scene. They find him a minute later. And two minutes. Yeah. Decide to tie him up and bury him alive. Well, well, before that, Keanu manages to get his iPad in front of him and activate Siri. Oh, great! Call the police, Siri. Text help to nine one one, Siri. Oh no, FaceTime Karen. Oh yeah, you can explain this entire situation and. 
the few moments you're going to have. Best bet, definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm, absolutely. Oh, they. She was big in the seventies, Kano. What are you thinking? <laughs> Christ, they put a wig on him and then cut it into a bowl cut. But don't worry, the wig won't be there in the next scene. It, is, it does look pretty good with short hair. We just didn't establish earlier, but oh, yeah. his whole family fucking <laughs> wish that he had short hair for oh. once, like a normal person. Like a normal. Cut your dad. fucking hair down, you freak. They say as they drive <laughs> off. That's not very nice. <laughs> oh God! But, um, well, at this stage, it's pretty good. Yeah, they bury him up to his neck in the garden, and let's check back in with Wikipedia for this. <laughs> it turns out that everything they did was part of a wicked hobby of seducing, torturing, and ruining the homes of married men with children. Those mm. bitches. Also, they weren't actually fifteen because fucking look at them. Yeah. One of them has. Oh fuck. No, I couldn't think of anything that wasn't gross. <laughs> <laughs> Say it, man. Just roll with it. Sorry, elderly, it. Wait, hey. elderly women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Well, okay. Well, so they 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 pay forwards. They're paying it forward, basically. Yeah. All of the the shit that um was enacted on them or other people not related to them. Uh, all focused on Keanu Reeves for the for the the sequence of two days. And yeah. what are two days? Okay. <laughs> what a couple they- of days it's been. Jesus Christ, I bet you wish you'd just mm. stuck to your records. But um, he, they stick the phone in front of him, which they've now they've published his sex act to the world. Uh, of mm. of his Facebook, and he tries. He gets a hand free, and he tries to turn it off, and he accidentally likes the video. Was this no. a comedy? <laughs> was it? It is Eli Roth. It is. There's no telling. There's. It probably yeah. was. Everything is. He's very much like the. He's joke- laughing and crying at the same time. He's like the comedian from fucking Watchmen. The whole world is just yeah. a joke to him. It's a fucking joke. Let's check in with Wikipedia again. <laughs> they de- they depart for another victim and take Monkey with them. Leaving Evan to his unfair fate. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this was written by Eli Roth. <laughs> oh, Christ. The well, family come home and see the house. And obviously they're going to come to the obvious conclusion, which is that Keanu Reeves consensually cheated on his wife, destroyed and vandalized his home thematically, and then buried himself <laughs> in the garden. Case closed. <laughs> Typical man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Weinstein over here. <laughs> Fucking hell. Wikipedia has one last little treat for us. I will quote. In an alternate ending, Evan takes his well-deserved revenge by finding the girls in another house where he knocks on the door and the girls ask who's there. (laughs) Credits roll to Pixie's Where's My Mind, which it doesn't deserve. No, it definitely didn't deserve that. Fight Club's the only film that deserves that. (laughs) The only film so far that has deserved that. (laughs) Maybe Maybe Call Me By Your Name does, but it is a bit of a tonal inconsistency yeah. there the, the they, gay, they probably did a good job the gay community might take umbrage with playing that at the end of a sexual realization film fine stick to Sufian. so yeah that was eli roth's thriller knock knock indie satire in quote <laughs> end quote yeah so i mean as a movie i guess it's kind of fun it's very repetitive yeah, yeah it's 20 minutes too long yeah, it's 20 minutes too long. There's lots of sequences that go nowhere. It builds up tension okay, but... Yeah, I'd say for the I... first 40 minutes or so, builds tension yeah. very well. Excellent then, foreboding. Once he has sex with them, it's very much a boy next door. Yeah. And that the two characters who were originally kind of, you know, somewhat interesting just become cartoon lunatics. Yeah. I don't, um, it's... Which worked for me because I, I was also... I, I think I was feeling Kanye's guilt way more than his character was. So um yeah, so the, the, got... like the, the the trap of the guilt the prison of the guilt made that, that whole experience way worse for me um where they're just tearing his life apart. Um That's interesting because I didn't get that much. I really got the vibe as Wikipedia implies that the movie was very much on Kanu's side and that the women were just being unreasonable and that this was undeserved. Oh. I didn't get that. I don't think it was in the going in the opposite direction and saying that the women were necessarily on the right side. For me, it just raised so many questions about male sexuality, but also with like blurred by Eli Roth's ineptitude. Yes, ineptitude, I think. But also just, I mean, it does seem to be a movie about a perfectly good guy who gets deliberately seduced by two young, sexy women exclusively for the purposes of punishing him for said indiscretion. Yeah. And just... I don't know, it, this movie is four years old, and maybe mm. in light of everything we've come to understand much better over the last few years, of how mm. many people, both male and female, yeah. have experienced sexual assault and ended up with no recourse to find justice as a result, yeah. 
it's a bit of an unfortunate narrative. Well, yes, and I, I, th- I think the issue is it's just such a jumble of messages. The, like this, this mm. subject matter needs somebody with a more delicate touch because you know, uh, yeah. because this is non-consensual. And well, it, on one hand, it's a bleak commentary on male sexuality. Uh, the, you know, the, the idea that none of us would ever say no to sex with a hot girl, no matter the context. And then you've also got. Right. The fact that it was non-consensual that Kanye up until the what moment. What was non-consensual? The the entire time Kanye was saying no, and he was just like kept they kept pushing and pushing, and he was saying no, 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 and and then eventually you know evolutionary instinct kicks in and it just sort of it happens and it's a it's a more extreme version of how horniness can take can take over the mind i think and i I think ultimately it's it's really hard to draw a line between what separates male rape by a woman and what isn't but consent is is, as clear as it's going to get and there's a very you know there's a consent issue there which is why I wish that it was done by somebody right. who wasn't Eli Roth, because yeah, because yeah. like you can. When I went away from the film initially, I I went, oh god, what a cra- what a ridiculous revenge film, and you know, all Kanye needed to do was say no, and but then his final monologue when he's sort of you know you've got the you fucked me, you fucked me, and then in the same breath the free fucking pizza line is just yeah, the free pizza thing is the thing that throws that out. You're gonna kill me. You're gonna fucking kill me. Why? Why? Because I fucked you? You fucked me! You fucked me! You came to my house! You came to me! I got you a car! I brought you your clothes! You took a fucking bubble bath! You wanted it! You wanted it! You came out to me! What was I supposed to do? You sucked my cock! You both fucking sucked my cock! It was free pizza! Free fucking pizza! It just shows up at my fucking door! What am I supposed to do? We're flight attendants. Come on, fuck us. No one will know. Come on, fuck us. Oh, two sums, three sums. It doesn't matter. Starfish, husbands. You don't give a fuck. You'll just fuck anything. You'll just fuck anything. Well, you lied to me. I'm trying to help you. I let you in. I was a good guy. I'm a good father. And you just fucking fucked me? What? Now you're gonna kill me? You're gonna kill me? Why? Why? You should fuck me? What the fuck? Fuck, fuck, this is fucking insane! Unless the analogy here that he's making is that it was free pizza that I had forced on me. It was... There is definitely the vibe that he did want to do it. Yeah. But sort of held out as long as any red-blooded man could. But in the face of overwhelming temptation, sort of relented. I I, I think in Lars von Trier, if Lars von Trier would have explored this, it would have been about how um, a man could be raped, but still having ideals of masculinity would still believe that he could fuck anybody he wants to and would have this real dichotomy. Um, Mm. But again, just I'm doubtful that Eli Roth is a genius who is towing this line (laughs) with skill. And and, and I think it's it's just a crazy film by a madman. I think that um, Eli Roth had porn open one window on his computer (laughs) and a trashy revenge movie Mm. open on the other window and just thought hang on a minute (laughs) peanut butter in my chocolate chocolate in my peanut butter uh it's just the movie does i mean to some extent I, i do agree with the consent thing because the movie goes so far out of its way to make keanu the unambiguous good guy and the women crazy psychos who are going to use all of the systems that are hypothetically put in place to protect women, although they often don't work, to trap this guy. Yeah. You know, the consent laws, you know, the yeah. general listen out to the victim site, you know, thing that we're in now. And we're definitely, I think, meant to be on Keanu's side for the whole movie. And I just, a bit of real world context, I couldn't stop thinking about a recent case involving, I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast, my old RE teacher. Uh-huh. Um, at Bexley Heath School, which I hadn't noticed has actually really gone to shit since I left. <laughs> um, it's now T- an academy. The, the is, it has been rated um, like it's the lowest Ofsted rating that you can give a place, and I think it's now on its like fifth principle this year. I don't. It's gone. It's gone Jesus. to shit. But anyway, RE teacher had sex with a student. She was fifteen yeah. years old. Went to. Uh, she ends up speaking up. He goes to court, and the judge. And I don't know how relevant it is that the judge was female. It's not relevant at all, I suppose, but it Mm. does make this, for me, harder to swallow for Mm. some reason. She ruled that she seduced him. Mm. And as a result, he got, like, nothing. He was fine. And then the victim sort of went to the papers and said, I regret coming forward. I mean, what better illustration of the system failing 
someone than them saying i wish i hadn't spoken up yeah and just, that's terrible that's a terrible message yeah and, and I, just, I, I couldn't i couldn't help fi- I, and i know i don't want to you know deny that male rape exists of course it does and actually it's generally underreported and very underappreciated mm. all the reports i could find suggest that you know this is a much wider thing especially male rape by women yeah is a much broader thing than any of us are actually appreciating because you have this idea that it can't it can't happen to a man because a man is the man with yeah, the, yeah. You know. the a man will never actually turn down sick that kind of thing and it's yeah yeah i think it was it was an interesting term i learned which was something like forced penetration but like it was phrased more unambiguously than that to mean like forced to penetrate i can't remember what exact wording was but yeah anyway the the the, the problem is the women are villainous in this movie without motive there's Mm. a thing thrown in at the end where they imply that maybe keanu is the bad guy for actually going through with it but it's portrayed as definitely a honey trap Mm. and that reeve's actions had no negative consequences beyond what these women are now punitively inflicting on him Mm. which they're doing because they're just crazy yeah they're just psychos you got unlucky there yeah i think what made this film extra interesting and compelling for me especially Mm. in the first 45 minutes is that it is interesting all all, all the stuff that you know the, the 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 guilt that I felt and the foreboding that I felt for Keanu Reeves's character because th- there are bits you know when he they sit next either side of him and you know they're they're yeah, he trapping moves. him and he moves and he keeps moving and moving and moving and you know what's going to yeah. happen and I feel that foreboding and then the guilt that I felt like by proxy right. you know Keanu being the audience surrogate I suppose <laughs> Jesus Eli Roth yeah Do you that's Roth? what that's what I felt and this it reminded me of boy next door in that respect yeah. and as much as they wanted this main character to do something very saucy and wrong yeah. but never wanted to risk the audience's sympathy with them yeah and so they did have him put up all of this defense that the women actually had to really aggressively bring down yeah and and, and the, 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 it's just so confused because your yeah. horse is so confused because <laughs> because at the end when he's given the chance to call his wife and and admit what he did yeah he then you know he shouts for her to call the police yeah and and for me you know if that's coming from a different director then that's you fucking idiot you you should have just owned up to it be, being honest and this yeah. is what you get now because then they don't they don't post the video of him seducing and sleeping with two women while he's tied to a bed and screaming fully clothed um, <laughs> until after he, he yells for the for his wife to call the police yeah so there's parts there where you know if he'd have just been honest and owned, owned up to what he did yeah. then or, or, or just come been, forward it with been it as bad yeah yeah but then when he wakes up you know i i feel sick with guilt um when he wakes up the following day because huh. it's like you know you cheated on your wife you've got these kids yeah these women are now in your home and <laughs> but he's just like oh he's just taking a pill and getting up and going yeah oh crazy and there's no that's <laughs> there's, there's the none fuck? of that oh shit oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck yeah when, what have i done like, what have i done yeah i, I think it so, lacks for me it lacks even the integrity of something like play misty for me or fatal attraction which at least showed that the male protagonist is active in pursuing the extramarital affair that ends up you know going crazy because the woman yeah. becomes a psycho and so in becoming a psycho relieved the audience from having to feel bad for them or guilty about the male mm. character's ac- actions because yeah. there is a bit of a cop out for that as well you know imagine if he'd slept with these yeah. two women and then they had genuinely fallen for him and just yeah. this could have been a, a drama about how their mental state unravels as a result and yeah you know that kind of thing it's, but no, it's all just crazy it, I, f- I find it's all undone at the end where they say you know all you had to do was just say no yeah you know, as if like and you, I, I did. You didn't hear me like many times. <laughs> and they go, "Yeah, lesson learned." And they walk off. It just, it just robs these two female villains of any dimension, I suppose. Yeah, um, I mean, there was so... also just there was a point in the movie when they first confront him and say, oh, "You're going to go to jail if you go to the police." Where I genuinely thought, "Oh well, I'd probably just kill them at this stage." I mean, <laughs> you're never going to be able to trust that they've gone forever and that they're not going to say anything and, you know, threatening you with yeah. jail time. So probably just take your chances, strangle them to reduce yeah. the DNA evidence in the house, drive them out to Sequoia National Park, which isn't too far away. I checked on Google and just uh, leave them there. <laughs> fuck it. They didn't know they were there. This... Nobody knew they were there. Is this far from Hollywood or Chile? <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, true. <laughs> drive them to <laughs> Argentina. I don't know. It's <laughs> Nevada or something. I don't know. <laughs> It's a movie designed to make you feel angry, I think, in a sort of Nurse nurse Ratchet style, the injustice of it all kind of way. Mm. And with those kinds of movies, I think you need to be careful about who the director is asking you to be angry about. Because I really got the impression, based on how he was having them act, the goal Mm. here was to be pissed at the two young women. What, the cackling and all? I'm willing to give Eli Roth the benefit of the doubt in that, just because I don't know, I just don't know what he was getting at here. I just don't know. I can't begin to understand. No, and that is a fault of the fucking movie. 
It feels yeah. it feels a bit like hard candy made by someone who just didn't like the moral ambiguity of hard candy. <laughs> yeah, too many questions, not enough answers. <laughs> yeah, it, but I, again, I <laughs> art's about that... answering questions, not raising them. <laughs> it just it doesn't feel mean as such. I think it might just be yeah. dumb. I think Eli Roth might be a bit yeah. dumb. I think that might be it because he makes movies like The Green Inferno and doesn't quite yeah. get why you're not allowed to make movies about cannibals in South Africa anymore, South America anymore. Yeah, he just okay. wants to make movies like the kind he watched when he was young. I just Which is sweet. It's it's kind of sweet. <laughs> it reminds, kid but... with a test tube. <laughs> But, you know, if you look at something like, you know, Bone Tomahawk, which is definitely an attempt to make an old-fashioned Western, you know, cowboys and Indians, (laughs) but actually goes that extra mile to, um, Greg Zahler actually goes that extra mile to make it a bit more nuanced than that and challenges things a bit. Just a bit. But then he makes Drive Across Concrete, so I don't know where this is going. I could take the first half of this movie and I feel like just make, if you make the next two acts better, you know, Mm. get all the way up to him sleeping with them. Next morning, they're still around. He feels guilty. He suddenly turns into a different kind of person and he's like, get the fuck out because yeah. he feels threatened. You know, now suddenly we don't know if we're on Keanu Reeves' side. These two chicks actually yeah. seem quite hurt and a bit scared. One of them's like, whatever the fuck, you're just like all the others. The other one's actually genuinely fallen for him. Now there's a weird dynamic. They keep coming back because one of them's gotten a bit obsessed with him. Maybe the other one resents yeah. Keanu Reeves because her friend has now fallen yeah. for him. Emotional, genuine character drama. But Eli yeah. Roth didn't really want to do that. He wanted to remake Death Game. Yeah, the family could have come back a day earlier. Yeah, now they're you know, around and he's had to been try involved. and hide them. And... Real world repercussions. Yeah, just he just wanted to make he just wanted to make the Last House on the Left. He wanted to make a cheesy seventies yeah. Wes Craven movie, and for better or worse, he did. And it's kind of entertaining, but very silly and like a great big slice of free pizza or an orgy with two women. You might have fun but you're probably going to feel a bit guilty whilst doing it. Better watch your cholesterol after. <laughs> Just don't... You should really aim to not eat too much of those two women. Anyway, let's quickfire. Quickfire. Look, at, at the beginning, you know, the, the, the dog's introduced, um, he's, he's injured his shoulder, what's-his-face has an inhaler, the wife's doing her art. Every time something like that is, is introduced, it is making me go, oh, shit, what's going to happen to all of these? And that, that, was, that was adding to the tension and the foreboding. I did enjoy okay. that. Yeah, there is something Oh, horrible. don't introduce that. There is something horrible. Again, we're just the movie is quite good at making you really angry at these women. And <laughs> yeah, watching them sort of destroy this house, it does um yeah, it, it is emotive. It does move you a bit, stirs you. Oh god, when she, at the beginning the wife is stroking his hair and saying um oh, it says you'd be so hot if you cut it short and then he's like, "Oh, thanks." And then she's like, "Oh no, yeah. I mean it is really." And she's trying to reassure him, but yeah. this culminates in I just fucking love the way it's long. Yeah. That was good. great. That's <laughs> such a beautiful little moment. The wife doesn't get much, but that's that's quite yeah. cute. She had a bit of a Clemens Posey feel to her. She looks actually quite a lot like Hormos. Sandra Locke looked in Death Game. <laughs> I watched the trailer for Death Game. It's very uh, eerie. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense then. Yeah. Don't stray too far from the original content. <laughs> yeah. Um when they're when they're facetiming and there's a um very apple pro apple this movie um, they're facetiming and there's a quick <laughs> shot from outside the house the rain pouring something yeah. of the voyeur about it you know you assume someone is watching from outside and you know, yeah, it turns yeah. out that they were it's, it was John it's Carpenter. creepy it's yeah th- those are done well yeah pretty good um there's a bit where they're sort of squeezing his bicep and uh they're like how old are you and um he's like 43 Ugh. and they're like no fucking yeah. way and yeah that's a believable reaction he was actually yeah. he was actually 49 at the point they were recording and it's like, yeah, <laughs> fuck off, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> he still manages to look really dorky when he's mixing tracks for those girls. And he's like, oh, you oh, know, well, I used to he... DJ. <laughs> when he's like, so when he puts crazy. like a an ever so slight like click track on top of yeah. the song that's playing, and she's like, how do you do that? Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> I am pretty good actually. <laughs> you just oh, have to dad, fill out the rhythm. She listened for less than two seconds when she started reacting. <laughs> no, no, I haven't even done it yet. <laughs> I just um, press this button. Oh, <laughs> press it. I will. That's amazing. I'm, <laughs> I'm building anticipation. <laughs> and, oh, Paul, Paul, 45 minutes for a cab with randos in your house. Fuck off. Oh, Jesus. That's awful. Man. His legs <laughs> jigging. You gotta, girls, you gotta go now, actually. <laughs> go. You stand in the porch. <laughs> Especially sexy randos. <laughs> I couldn't deal with that. I, I liked a Spanish girl villain. 
as unexpected. Yeah. I thought they were just going to be ditzy American blondes, <laughs> oh, and, you know, ooh. that kind of oh my god kind of kind of thing. Weren't they and, both uh, Hispanic in the end? I think even the one with the American accent is actually the first. This is the first language, English language film for her as a Cuban actress or something. Oh really? She was married to Eli Roth for a bit. Ah, oh, <laughs> that's cool. That's creepy. I like that. I want you to. Yay. I'm gonna make a movie where you fuck Keanu Reeves. <laughs> there was good staging during the conversation with the girls, like we mentioned, where he's constantly mm. moving away. It's on the nose mm. because I noticed it, mm. which I don't tend to do unless it's really super fucking obvious because I'm not a good <laughs> film critic. But as they're sort of throughout <laughs> the you. scene, it's just one location, and he keeps like moving away yeah. from them and moving to the other side. And it was Many a different chairs. there. Yeah, yeah, I I thought that was great. I, it's torture for me just watching him do- dodge those advances <laughs> because they just get so flagrant and obvious. <laughs> and oh god, and oh, really, just it's 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 like it's how you feel looking at a medieval forest. Just, oh, nature. Just, just another <laughs> aspect of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I hate women as much as Eli Roth does. Do you know what? I've never thought about answering my iPhone with my cock, and this film. It's just raised so many questions. <laughs> so many possibilities. I I take it back, Eli. You do Roth. <laughs> Look what you have Roth. Oh, God. Speaking of the iPhone, when he's FaceTiming with his wife, it's the fucking women that he's just slept with are, like, pressing their boobs up against the window yeah. and pretending to do fellatio on each other in a very childish way, yeah. which I quite enjoyed. He, him, he's smiling. And then he hangs up on the phone. Yes. And suddenly there's this huge tone shift and the music <laughs> cuts in. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, now I mean business. And it's yeah, yeah. It's really funny. It's perfect. It's it's <laughs> it's actually beautiful. That that split second change. Is this a comedy? Um, <laughs> I I when what is it? Owen, the uh, the art friend, Lewis. Sorry, Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. Cool. When when Lewis comes in and they try to seduce him as well. Yeah. His reaction, I think, is just fucking <laughs> Bitch, outstanding. Please. Bitch, you're barking up the wrong fucking tree. <laughs> I'm from Oakland, ho. And <laughs> when he said that, you're barking up the wrong tree. I was like, oh, you gay. No, I'm okay, from Oakland. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh no, you're you're streetwise. You don't like white chicks? Oh no, okay, just. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck we were going. Where's Eli Roth gonna take us? I wondered. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Just strap, strap in, <laughs> strap on, and strap up, and just let him do what he will. Um, so anyway, let him punch you in the face with a shotgun arm. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I thought I thought that was great, and it wasn't the response that I was expecting. Yeah, that's good. Speaking of that bit where he shows up, there's a little moment where he's in the doorway. He turns away from the doorway, and as he's turned away, we see one of the chicks just pushing Keanu Reeves in a chair past the window. And he like <laughs> looks um, lawnfully at his friend through the window, and that was, that was amazing. <laughs> <coughs> oh Christ! That was quite funny. Shouldn't be. You can't be that funny in this episode, Paul, please. We're both very sick people <laughs> at the moment. Oh, shit. Let me just do the last thing that I have that isn't Reeves-related, right. which is in that exact same moment after he says that thing that you just said, he's thinking about it for a minute and then just says, come to think of it, Evan doesn't have any nieces. <laughs> yeah. Is this a fucking comedy? Because that is such a comedy line. Hang on a minute. <laughs> You're not Evan. <laughs> Hang oh, on a minute. God. His name's Chris. <laughs> Shit. So my my last my last good thing then is um, that when so at the end of the movie we have a similar uh, like tracking shot through his house, all the portraits yeah, yeah. and that are, are all graffitied and, and defaced, and one of them just has shit art scrawled on one. Yeah, well, on it's it. on her shirt, and, the wife's shirt. And it's um, I know shit art is a very just feels <laughs> something that a Brit would say. It's just a very sh- your thing is your art. It's shit art. <coughs> shit, mate. <laughs> and that made me laugh. Oh, that's good stuff. Okay, well, look, the last genuinely really good thing, and possibly a, a reason to check this fucking thing out, is the Reeves man himself. Yeah. Who inexplicably stars in this movie. No, he's a two-man. Siberia is the only other one. Yeah, just uh, the way he acts with his kids is hilarious. Yeah. It's and he does the whole so monster good. thing. Oh, 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 you Yeah. Um, the fact that he sounds a bit like Nicolas Cage when he's screaming. Yeah. And is given to Wicker Man style yelling, such as when his ears are being tortured, they're playing really loud music. Stop! 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 My ears! My ears! I'll go deaf! Go deaf! I'll go deaf! Go yeah. deaf! My ears! 
Oh my god, it's and once he's buried in the garden up to his neck, and he's just an angry at Keanu Reeves' head, like yeah. yelling and barking at them. Yes. We missed ah, you. Fucking wash. Ah, oh man, like and that is made, all, made ah. all the better by the fact he's buried up to his neck and can only kind of move his head. <laughs> And at the very end, he looks at the girls <laughs> and it's like, oh no! And then no. he looks at his phone, oh no! <laughs> oh. No. Oh no. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's such an escalation throughout the film. Yeah. From the from the dads and his yeah the monster is sad and and all of this and yeah. says, I'm building the anticipation. He they ask him if he's gonna go to to the beach with them and he goes sorry guys but if I don't work this weekend we're gonna have to live in a box. You don't want to live in a box, do you? It's just no. amazing delivery <laughs> that I never expect him to say, especially to a child. And, yeah. And and then yeah when it comes comes to the end that no no oh no it's just the, when he's screaming because he thinks he's gonna die and yeah the, the delivery it, it just completely escalates yeah. for, in, in terms of his performance from a very like natural happy go lucky kanu performance <laughs> to just like the Sheer madness the, I mean, the youtube reel sort of performance it's yeah you don't get much bonkers. of boring uh reeves in there it's um yeah a much more lively performance for the most part but there's just enough boring yeah. reads as well to keep you interested so yeah you, you know the the, <laughs> the free fucking pizza speech is oh god yeah notorious it is a classic whatever the message of that is that as a performance piece is uh that should be performed by at least yeah every rada student ever yeah as an audition <laughs> um and, and one last thing did yeah. uh when he's tied up to that gurney thing and they push him off of the patio onto the lawn is that him because he falls and smashes his head on the floor oh, it's shit. very unpleasant could have been and him. it could be him because yeah. that's just kind of what Kaney kind does of he's a hard working guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel like i should have a stunt uh jeez oh, okay we can write one into that <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure <laughs> you can sleep with these two women mm. okay can we do it on fire <laughs> Oh, fuck. Anyway, let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. I wanted to talk about a home invasion movie that's actually kind of empowering. Yeah. And I thought about Hush, directed by Mike Flanagan, one of the best, who might well be a uh, on the next good thing you might have missed. He might be my candidate, because fuck me, is he doing wonderful things with horror movies. And I just noticed that he directed Doctor Sleep, which yeah. I didn't realize before, and it's now a reason I'd like to see Doctor Sleep. Oh, I finally cool. have one. <laughs> good stuff. You gotta have one. Um, he's most famous for having directed *The Haunting of Hill House* Netflix series, which is one of the best uh, things Netflix has ever done. He also directed *Oculus*, which I fucking love. Cool. And yeah, he directed *Hush*, which is a movie about a deaf woman who has an intruder break into the house to try and fuck with her. Only it turns out that her deafness is actually an advantage, and um, she ends up kicking his ass. But in spite of that, I'm going to go with another home invasion movie called *You're Next*, directed Ooh. by Adam Wingard. And, uh, yeah, this movie is fantastic. It's a movie about a woman who is invited to her new boyfriend's family home for a, a big meal, I think is the idea. A family reunion. Shit. Uh, but once there, the dinner gets attacked by crossbow-wielding maniacs in these weird animal um, masks. America. <laughs> How do you work? <laughs> well, that's particularly uh, baffling to Shani Win- uh, Vinson, the Australian actress, uh, from Home and Away, who oh. appears in this movie. Yeah, they're all in there. All from that or the other one. It's enough. enough and, um, but what they don't appreciate, the people attacking this home, is that um, Shani Vincent's character is actually extraordinarily capable and self-assured and a survival expert as well. Huh. Consequently, what then ensues is her sort of hunting down and killing one by one her attackers in a really fun twist on a traditional slasher movie in which you can feel good about rooting for the killer Yay. this time because like the when Jason killing the obnoxious pricks. It's like when Jason stops that drugged up girl from being raped by Manhattan gang yeah. members. Yeah! Nice it's one, like a Jace. movie of that. Thanks, Jace. Oh, you're not such a good... Va- <laughs> <laughs> oh, he split me in half. Lengthways. <laughs> oh, well. He bone tomahawked me. <laughs> Jason! Fuck this guy. Um, yeah, you're next. It's fucking great. And it's a shame that Mike Flanagan's career has taken a bit of a nosedive since he did the live-action Death Note. Uh, but, here's hoping, and also, I think he did that Blair Witch mm, okay. movie. 
But here's hoping maybe he can pull it all together. Look, look how popular Michael Fassbender is. And he's he's done <laughs> forever. some things, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you about Michael Fassbender. <laughs> Is that what you're going to tell us about for the one better thing? Um, for Michael Fassbender? No, unfortunately not. Um, is it? Although, oh, if he was in Notes on a Scandal, Richard is an adaptation of the Zoe Heller book of the same name, then I'm sure it would have been equally oh. as good. Uh, Michael Fassbender plays Judy <laughs> Dench, who is play who plays a veteran teacher who befriends a new starter, Kate uh, Blanchett, and eventually learns of her affair with a 15 year old student, um, and the student's subsequent attempts to ruin her life by showing up in it. Um, <laughs> Very inconsiderate. Screenplay by Patrick Marber of Peter O'Hanrahan fame. Um, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, um, she's wonderful. Uh, it's the most important thing about this movie. Um, as- aside from amazing performances from Dench and Blanchett, it's a really powerful piece about loneliness and longing, um, especially in these monologues delivered by Dench's character. And it's foreboding mm. in a way that Knock Knock can only sustain for the first half of a movie. And it's done in that very subdued English way of of you- you've now tipped the balance of your of your home life and just watch it unravel in a grey mm. <laughs> a grey hue on screen mm. um and you know this the social contracts there yeah there's there, there's a, a lot at play and a lot at stake in this movie and it's um just just such fucking formidable performances by the the uh dench and blanchett it's um just a really really successful adaptation of that book great just yeah so it's fucking great just like <laughs> don't breathe or whatever it is you recommended <laughs> whatever i don't even know that sounds <laughs> great man that was the one better thing the one better thing Paul, how can people find out about One Good Thing? They can log into Facebook, log into Twitter, log into Gmail, get in touch OGTPod at gmail.com. Then log out again after you've done that, because otherwise a couple of girls come in, yeah. post your sex vids. Post that time that you were tied down and, <laughs> uh, and forcefully slept with two women. And because it's, it's happened to the best of us. Not me, though. Not ever. <laughs> Um, nearly me uh, other than that if you want to spread the word tell a friend you can do so hey it's a free country for now and uh, if you want to find out about more pretty good Australian podcasts just like ours hello uh, governor then you can do so on the <laughs> a lot of green network of which we're proud members a lot of green.com.ow so much green screen mayhem dockhead dockhead I write a book Try, I'm trying to write some more um yeah yeah I write reviews sometimes when I get the energy to. Um, the lovely Baby Beard crew have just finished their first season of Roll to Cast, their um, D&D, oh. not D&D, their Cyberpunk 2020 roleplay serial. And um, it features music by me. Yeah. It features Good Vibes by Paul Salt. And uh, it's, yeah, it's just a very good story. And uh, it's a yeah. pretty, pretty successful go, I think. Uh, so stay tuned for for more of that. They have a damn good go at it. I think they have a damn good go, even if it's shit. <laughs> but it's also not shit. It's also not so, shit, um, which is a bonus for all shit. Really, I find that's one better than Eli Roth has managed. <laughs> I'm Paul. Uh, to be fair, I like I liked Hostel. I'm sure you don't like it. But no, I hate I it. I thought Hostel was fun. <laughs> oh no, it's Cabin Fever. I'm thinking of Hostel was okay. I think it was <laughs> still mean spirited. It's, it's good for what it was. Still mean spirited and just under thought out. But yeah. Oh well. Anyway, I'm Paul under thought out. I'm hoping for Death Wish 2020. <laughs> and remember, the one good thing about Knock Knock 2015 is that sometimes Keanu Reeves will show up with his free fucking pizza. <laughs>